This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, a programme that is actually turning out to be my Everest. I don't know about you. I'm starting to (laughs) labour a little bit. I mean... The old oxygen deprivation's kicking in. Yeah. I am literally pushing myself to the limits of, uh, of what I'm what I'm physically capable of and psychologically capable of, I think, as well. Well, that's that's good to hear. I'm a bit. We're, um, we're recording a bit later at night tonight, so I'm a bit croaky. So this is yeah. This is uh, after after dark. After dark. This, <laughs> this this is our Everest after dark. Safety's off. Safety's off. Yeah. Um, I understand we have a listener question query. We have a listener's um, question. Um, okay. Friend of this podcast, Jerry McDermott. Oh, okay. Who you will be uh, you will be familiar with. Well aware of and, Jerry McDermott. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he asks, "Who is the Dustin G of our operation?" <laughs> um, well, I mean, you've definitely got seniority in terms of years. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't know, really. Who's the most likely to die from a massive, massive heart attack? It's me, isn't it? It's me. We both know know it. Well, I mean, possibly. You've certainly got the the family history behind you, whereas I I don't really have so much family history of that. Uh, and you're a smoker yeah, as well, so you know, which obviously doesn't help. No, nah, there's all all sorts of terrible stuff going on in my life. That, but <laughs> then again, I, it's like I, well, um, yeah, you know, I know um, what all the risk factors are for all these serious illnesses, and then I strip my clothes off and run naked towards them, flapping my arms around. I think. On reflection, I think you're probably the Dustin G of yeah. this. Because if we were to try and replicate the Dancing in the Street video, I'm sure that I would insist on not being Mick Jagger. Fair. And I'm sure that you would insist on being Mick Jagger. Also fair. Also fair. So there you go. There's the answer to that question. Yeah. So, the, su- the, the subject of this evening's podcast today yeah this is an interesting uh, one this is one of your picks um, yeah well this is a pick that I made not knowing anything about it anything whatsoever I just happened to be kind of scanning through YouTube and I saw it and I was like yeah it's a sitcom I've never heard of I think one of the reasons that you may not have heard of it is because there were only six episodes for a start um, it's 40 years old. Yep. It's the same age as me. Yep. And also, unlike me, it's never received any repeats or, indeed, it's never been released on any other media. No, no. So the, there's been no video, there's been no DVD. Uh, it's never, never even repeated once, which, you know... 
back in the day, you'd think, well, there are only, if there are only three channels well, or four channels, they, then how, to, how, you know, how rare is it going to be, in fact, for things to not be repeated? And the answer to that question is surprisingly rare. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides to it, isn't it, really? Um, on the one hand, there were more repeats in the old there days. There were? And the reason for that is a fairly straightforward one, which is that before people had video recorders, they wanted to give people a second chance to watch something that they might have missed. Very true. You know, television in 1980 was, for 99.9% of the population, a one-shot deal. If you weren't sitting in front of the TV at that point in time, that was your lot. Unless you were one of the tiny number of people who had a video recorder. Video video, uh, recorder boom kind of took off a couple of years after that. Um, That's when we got our video recorder at home. We got ours in 1982. So I think the fact that this has never been repeated is a massive vote of confidence from the BBC. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, I mean, you know, going into the sort of spinning forward 20, 30 years, of course, you move into the uh, the multi-channel age, and there are so many TV channels now, and all of them must be looking for some old crap to fill up their, um, <laughs> you know. And, uh, oh, yeah, well, this would be ideal. Yeah, and despite all of that, and despite... Uh, Famous writers. Yes, very famous. A cast writers. with recognisable members in it. Uh, and yeah. I'll come back to, you know, the most... There's there's three who are yeah. reasonably recognisable to anybody with a vaguely cursory knowledge of 1970s British sitcoms. Um, so in spite of all of this, uh, somehow or other, somehow or other, it's never been picked up on. Not even by... Uh, by Forces well, TV. Yeah, I think I've got an inkling as to why it's never been picked up. Well, so have I. And it's <laughs> I because think it's we absolute might have the... utter <laughs> fucking garbage. This is, by a very long way, the worst thing we've watched so far. There yeah, may be worse bad. than this. But, I mean, the thing is that, I mean, it's written by um, Croft and Lloyd. Yep. Um, writers of Are You Being Served and Allo yep. Allo amongst others yep. you know and um, it stars Harry Worth who was one of the legit stars of early British comedy or TV comedy um, his show uh, Here's Harry was massively popular, massively successful in the 60s and in early 70s. Um, so it has to be pretty bad to fail that test, you know? Yeah. And uh, it really, really, it, it lives down to your expectations. Well, yeah, I mean, really I does. think Oh Happy Band is just staggeringly slow-paced. That's what I think really gets. I I noticed after nine minutes, yeah, which you know I'm nine minutes in and yes. there was a different scene. Yeah, nothing, which nothing. I was had, absolutely, yeah. I was cock a hoop yeah. because I was worried that the whole thing might be just them sitting around just, trying just to them play a song, band practice. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 um, 
it was so slow. And the other thing that you notice is that these things generally, these programs were filmed in front of live TV studio audiences. And they ain't laughing. Mm. <laughs> they ain't laughing. And, and you do notice that actually quite a bit with uh, early series of old TV shows. The bits that got a laugh were... And it, it makes sense that you know, people are unwilling to really commit to the old belly laughs if mm. they don't know the characters, they don't know the, the situation necessarily. So the big laughs all come for the old traditional standbys, uh, misunderstandings, uh, double entendres. Funny noises. Funny noises. Yeah. Cantankerous old men playing the cymbals. I was fed up with waiting, so I did it. (laughs) You've no idea of the tension that builds up in a person just standing there counting one, two, three, four, five, six, and then not being able to do it. (laughs) Well, I've done it. It's all very familiar, that's the thing. It's uh, it's all very familiar. If you've oh, if you've yeah. watched Are You Being Served, and if you've watched Allo Allo, this program, this show, is actually stylistically almost an exact midpoint between oh, yeah, the two. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's from the playbook. Yeah, I mean, I explain it? what I mean there. Um, there is a, just very very briefly. Oh, happy band! It is. Um, a situation comedy about a brass band. It yeah. is, according to the Wikipedia page, set in a fictional northern town. Yeah, I saw that, and I don't believe that that's true. I I believe it's set in It's Devon. either set in... It's difficult to tell sometimes between a kind of Devon and an East Anglian accent. There's Yeah, there's a, um, there's a bit in it where they are bemoaning the lack of North Sea gas in their remote yeah, village. Yeah. Uh and Mr Herbert, the arranger, yes. starts talking about Devonian. Oh, rocks. does he? Oh right, so okay. I missed I missed that. That, that could line. be a yeah. clue. I, I I my as you're aware, my hearing is terrible these days. And so I do occasionally miss the odd word or two and I and I and I was like, oh, it probably doesn't matter what sort. But no, they're definitely, you know, uh, they're definitely not from a small northern town because no. at least three of the characters have got thick accents. Well, yeah, I mean, particularly Mr. Salby, yeah. who is your basic country bumpkin. I mean, it is as I say, it's it's Croft and Lloyd by the playbook. Yeah. They've got a you've got a stuffed shirt, self-important Napoleon yeah. type in the middle. You've got he's he's. Aided and abetted by sort of slightly fey yeah. lieutenant, yeah. yeah, and then you've you've got sort of more the more common earthy working yeah. men who throw in yeah. lines. You've, yeah, a vicar, an antagonist, an antagonist, a church yeah. hall. It's all. It's I mean, also, I mean, and you know, and so obviously there's Dad's army taken care of. Um, so yeah, then you've absolutely. got. Are you being served? And then, because Are You Being Served had a big thing for mechanical things that went wrong. Um, that was a... No, th- th- I mean, this was a this was a theme 
in uh, in Are You Beans? Yeah. Uh, um, Arthur English's character, I can't remember what his name was, would regularly come up to the floor in Are You Being Served with his trolley and would have some sort of display item that he'd yeah. switch on and it would hilariously malfunction. And actually, it's quite funny in Are You Being Served. You know, I'm not not gonna <laughs> not gonna lie. It's quite funny. And are you being served? Because it's usually mannequin it was, related. That's the thing. It was probably the funniest bit in yeah. this as well, to yeah. be honest. I mean, I wouldn't advise anyone to watch this. You know, it do sign better with 30 minutes of your life. Jesus Christ. But a, a, potted, a potted plot summary is you've got this village in Devon or somewhere with a the brass band. And news comes through, they're going to build an airport on top of it, which I say, you know, good. But the, the, the brass band form a, an action committee against it, despite the fact that one of the people who was on the committee stands to make millions yeah. from this because it's all his yeah. land and he owns yeah. everything in the village. They hit upon the brilliant idea of there being a rare bird in the, in the cops. Yeah. Uh, it is a lesser-crested, bell-beaked warbler thrush, which I can assure you is not a real. Yeah, bird. because I mean, let's you know, let's 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 dig on this a little bit because your dad's a twitcher, isn't he? Well, he's a he's a bird watcher, and you've and you he's have a bird been, watcher. You've, this is something that you've. I've never done this. I know enough about bird watching to know that my dad isn't technically a twitcher. Twitcher is a. Sake. a, a uh, it's a very specific type of bird watching where you phone your bird line or look up on the website nowadays to find out what's been showing where and then you go and see it so you can tick it off Uh, whereas a bird watcher goes to a place and just sees they just go they they sit in like a cupboard in the outdoors yeah there's more of a more of a competitive element to twitching oh i see right okay so i mean i don't know anything about it obviously well, no, yeah. but Mr. Sowerby's cat has killed one of these, and Mrs. Sowerby, who is one of those unseen characters. Which one's Mr. Sowerby? He's the uh, bumpkin. Oh, right, okay. Because the one thing that I did when I before I started watching the programme was I went to the Wikipedia page, and it had a list of the characters, and none of them have got first names. No, they're all Mister. Yeah, they're all Mister. This. Well, I believe that they are all, generally speaking, they're all referred to. And the Wikipedia page and the IMDb page both list Harry Worth's character's name as Harry Worth, which is in fact incorrect. His name is Mister Beddington. That's very strange, isn't it? Because I mean, Harry Harry Worth's. See, the, in a sense, I can understand how that would happen. Because Harry Worth's character in Here's Harry, which was his very successful long-running sitcom, was Harry Worth. Um, he, uh, Harry yeah. Worth in himself was kind of a character. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so in a in a in a sense, I understand that, but at the same time, yeah. I took a note. You've got Beard Man. He's a wacky old guy, and his job uh, throughout the whole program is to hit symbols, yep. Mr. Uh, Giles, in opportune moments. Then you've got Ginger Trombone Man, um, 
and he's really stupid. He's the bumpkin. Yeah, he's the bumpkin. He's really stupid. So he's where a lot of your double entendres come from. You've got posh milk toast. <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah. That's Mr. Herbert. Yeah, played by played the... by Jonathan Cecil. Uh, but yeah. the... he basically he looks like if Quentin Blake drew a picture of a pedo. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Actually, that's not a bad that's not a bad description. Um, <laughs> and then from out of nowhere. You've got Doc Morrissey out of Reggie Perrin, um, John Horsley, um, who yeah. was also he plays in Mr. Braithwaite. The yeah, Lando. he's the antagonist, and he was also in later on. You rang, my lord. What time do you call this? The band call is over. Well, I'm sorry I'm late, but I tried to put the man from the ministry off and I couldn't, so he's coming down on Friday willy-nilly. Ah, uh, good evening. Any sign of the bird? Oh, I'm afraid not, but I think Mr Herbert has solved the problem. Really? How did you manage that? Well, I borrowed the stuffed one from Mrs Sarby's hat. If she finds out, I might as well stick my head in the mangle crusher and turn the handle myself. <laughs> You're not telling me a stuffed bird is going to deceive a man from the Ministry of Agriculture? Well, Mr Braithwaite's not Look at this. There. We have improved it a bit. But where's the improvement? It's still a stuffed bird. Ah, yes. But inside is a mechanism from a model aeroplane that I confiscated from uh, one of the boys at my school. And um, all I have to do is tweak this transmitter and look. Ah! <laughs> my word, that's very, very good. Can he do anything else? Yes, he can do tail up. Yeah. <laughs> when I press this control, it goes. <laughs> That's the mating call. No wonder they're so rare. From 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 a quite an early point in it, I was getting through it. I wasn't interested <laughs> in the characters because it was taking so long. They weren't saying anything. But it always often seems to me that new sitcoms don't do enough to establish who a character is. You know? Why am I supposed to be laughing at these people? What what what's the situation with them? And it's just this just fucking empty, you know? Just had that empty feel. But I mean like I say, midpoint between Are You Being Served and uh Allo Allo. Because Stylistically, it's quite similar to to Allo which is that you have this kind of 15, 20 minutes or whatever uh, set in a, filmed in a studio, and then they go out on film for the last sort of 10 minutes. And that's where your yeah. big set pieces. And that was a very common Allo theme. In fact, I, I would imagine that every episode of Allo did that. It was probably the same field. Quite likely, actually. But, yeah, I mean, they went out um, with the, the this... I mean, this poor mangled fucker of a bird that they've prized off of Mrs. Salby's hat. And they've then turned it into some sort of cyborg with, um, I don't know, what yeah. kind of... I mean, the believability of that is possibly questionable. But they've, they've turned it into a remote control bird because the... Um, actual bird has been scared off by Mrs. Draper's exploding thermos flask. Yeah, but like I say, I mean, this is all just a conceit to work in a visual gag. Um, which, yeah, which is that they're tying a dead um, robotic Well, no, I mean, just the... To a tree. You know, he, there's the, at the start of it, he's showing it to them. 
and he's got like a kind of um, a handset like you'd have for a remote control plane and he presses a button and its tail wags and then he presses another button and it makes this terrible noise which is supposed to be its mating call this is playbook are you being served playbook they wheel up the top half of a mannequin wearing a bra or something like that (laughs) And then Arthur English would press a button and the boobs would start moving up and down and then smoke would start coming out of it and they'd catch fire or something like that, you know. Yeah. It is... They didn't have any problems with this bird until right at the end. Yeah. When the the vicar's hearing aid started to activate the uh, mechanical workings and it started singing along with March of the Torian. Yes. (sighs) The problem that they had with the bird is that they didn't fasten it to the branch well enough and it sort of slid down so it was hanging off the branch yeah now the ministry man buys this because he believes it's a a, a, an example of the even rarer lesser crested bell-beaked warbler thrush branch hanging variety now again i don't know a lot about birds i know more than you probably but i know that there are no birds Whose key characteristic is to hang upside down like a fucking bat. I know. Oh, the other are you being served connection, by the way, there. Is that young the, Mr. Grace. Yeah, young Mr. Grace, played by Harold Bennett. Um, I mean... An extremely old man. Um, well, not quite as old as you'd think. I mean, they, they make out that he's like 173 years old or something. I think he was 80-odd. I mean, I would yeah. say... Actually, that this this program, as as with any program that that features quite a lot of old men, you're looking at it. He, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. But for both Harry <laughs> Worth and Harold Bennett, this was their last television performance. And oh, okay. You know, it's not their most distinguished for either of. Them. Yeah, well, Harry. It's often the way, yeah. unfortunately. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks the place out. Because the thing is, I like LOLO. I can't help myself. You know, I know it's kind of horribly xenophobic, crude national stereotypes, you know. (laughs) Uh, And there's a lot of terrible puns and this, that and the other. But actually... um, Obviously, it's a it's a it's a pastiche of Secret Army, and uh, and it does that side of it quite well. You know, it 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 actually stays quite quite true to it, and it's quite clever at times. Hello, hello, yeah. cleverer than it. I mean, cleverer than it looks. Hello, hello is a lot better than yeah. this because for a start. It's so much broader. Yeah. It knows what it's doing. Yeah. It's going right. Well, you know. The, these people are ridiculous. Yeah. All every character in a lower low is an absolute caricatured, ridiculous man. Well, yeah, they're grotesques, aren't they? Is what they are. They are. They're, 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 I every mean, single you know, one of them is a is a is a. His mother-in-law with the ear trumpet yeah. and the British airmen yeah. and and the French resistance and all all of the Germans. They're all f- fabulously. Yeah, overplayed, overacted, and they know it. They're loving it. They're loving every minute of it. You can tell. But whereas this is, it's sort of gentle drawing. It's just a series of drawing room plays. Yeah, and it 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 never really gets going. 
I did read somewhere that this might be a pilot episode rather than the first proper episode. But it still would have been broadcast. You know, I mean, in fact, there's a BBC One voiceover bloke at the end of it, you know. So we know that this... 3rd of September, 1980. Four days before my eighth birthday. I had a think to try and remember... Uh, if I could remember anything at all about my eighth birthday, and it occurred to me that actually the only birthday from my childhood that I do remember is my tenth. So okay. we're going to have to find something from September nineteen eighty-two, and then I'll tell you what I got for my birthday that year. Right. Well, that's uh, that's my new that's my new goal in life. Right. We all say we can't come. Well, our course is clear. We must form an action committee, draw up a plan of campaign, and nip this project in the bud. Originally, the lead role, the uh, Mr. Beddington, the conductor, yes. was written for Gordon Kay. Was it? It was, that's, but he was busy. That's interesting, because I very much perceived this, without having read that fact, I very much perceived this as being a Harry Worth vehicle. Because... Yeah the character that he plays is very much in line with the character that he played for for 10 years. You know, at a time when sitcoms didn't generally run for that long. Um, so I just assumed that this was a, a vehicle for him in the same way that after, after um, Dad's Army, Arthur Lowe played the same character effectively in a, in a, in another couple of sitcoms you know yeah so yeah i am i am actually surprised to hear that because i thought that this that this part would have been written for him as always let's uh, let's finish this up with um, some of our picks for their favorite bits and least favorite uh-huh. bits any anything really grab your fancy no i didn't laugh once i didn't even <laughs> smile once <laughs> Um, and that, well, you know, I liked, uh, I liked the bird. Yeah, I mean, that's those things because are, it was it, it was weird looking. Yeah, those things. It had obviously been stuffed by a mad country bumpkin's wife. Yeah, I mean, I, I, generally speaking, I like that sort of thing, and a lot of times that would be the highlight of an episode of Are You Being Served? But this is just like a kind of paler version of that and so as soon as a mechanical bird appeared i was like it's just it's just recycling an old gag from a program that he's already made and so even i think if i'd never seen are you being served then i might have found that funny but by comparison it wasn't so so go on then. What was your least favourite of all of the terrible bits in this bloody awful? I think my least favourite bit was the way they dealt with that first ten minutes. In particular, the way they dealt with the musical aspect of it. Um, there was one bit where, like you know, the, the antagonist guy who's in the brass band hadn't turned up, so the milk toast yeah. guy goes. I'll sit in his place and he just makes parping noises for a rolled up piece of paper. Uh, And then there's the bit with the old boy just smashing the cymbals in the wrong place and the fucking bumpkin has got a trombone and he's playing the wrong piece of music. And I was just like, you are asking too much of me here. You're asking (laughs) me to suspend too much disbelief. There is no fucking way whatsoever that somebody would play through 
a piece of music three times wrong without even (laughs) noticing that they were playing the wrong piece of music. There is no way that a marching band or a brass band would have somebody who didn't even know where to punctuate the music with symbols themselves. You know, this shit wouldn't happen. And it's just, and that really annoys me. Really (laughs) annoys me when, when, when comedy programs don't even try to be realistic. And it's especially egregious in something which is kind of trying to evoke a point in time you know it's not set in the past you know i will you know it is now but it wasn't in 1980 (laughs) but it is trying to create an atmosphere you know yeah it's it's trying to um create that sort of idyllic yeah english countryside english country ideal honest burgers and you know stout yeoman and it just <laughs> and it just falls flat, really. Yeah. Um, My least favourite bit was the committee scene where Mister Herbert, the milk toast, uh-huh. had assembled a hi-fi with a record of oh, a jet jet God, plane yeah. taking off, oh. a a flit gun full of kerosene, yeah, to uh, replicate the air pollution, yep. and an enormous fan to replicate the buffeting and um, turbulence. Yeah. Uh, none of which anyone would do, apart from possibly the record. Yeah, none of which anyone and, would. And, 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 why? why? Yeah, why? And also, if you're going to do it, that fan is going to have to be strong enough to blow everything off the table, the table yeah, over, yeah. everything. It, it blew the vicar backwards out of the door in his wheelchair. Yeah. But that's not enough for me. I want... I want the the petrol. I want the kerosene vapor to yeah. ignite, or to make make them all start hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I I I want there to be freakouts. Yeah, make it make it interesting. There was a thing with a leaking roof in the same scene, and I thought, well, at some point, this roof is going to really start leaking in on this bitch. Yeah, and we're going to have some fun. Yeah, nothing. 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 It's just. Every every time it pulls its punches, and it made me sick. Yes, to the yeah, pit yeah, of my yeah. Stomach. It's cowardly. Yes, yeah. it's cowardly. And so, what bit will stay with you for a long time? Oh, hopefully none of it. Yeah, I think probably probably it will be the bird. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, the, I'll remember the, the bird. I'll remember the mechanical bird. Yeah, the bird was the star of that piece. It, when it did the you have been watching, it should have started with yeah, that bird, yeah. some 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 mechanical and then bird, yeah. Just finished off, yeah. Finished off everyone else. It's absolute horse. Yeah. Don't, don't watch it. Well, I mean, no, Absolute, do. I, mean, I haven't said don't watch it for any. No, do so watch far, it. But no, don't. do do watch it. Do watch it right. because if you yeah, like. no, we suffer for these things. Yeah, we're doing well. we're doing this for you, and you should you should share our pain. Uh, fair enough. So let's leave that there. Forget it. Ne- forget it ever happened. Yes. Tomorrow, we will be uh, we will be moving on to some kind of kids TV. I'm not totally sure whether it's kids TV or not, but that will come in the form of a junior kickstart. Uh, 
and uh, there'll be a link to the to the episode in the uh, in the piece on two hundred percent, which accompanies this. Um, so you can listen along, or sorry, rather watch along in advance, should you wish to. Uh, should you not do, we'll be back again same time tomorrow morning to talk about uh, young boys on motorbikes. Mm. In the meantime, thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>